it's about that time. Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. All right. So uh, we'll be learning Maseches Beitza Daf Yud test tonight. Uh, and we're starting two thirds of the way down on Yud Chesim and Beis of the two dots where it says Veshavin Shemashkin Esamayim. Even under the best of circumstances, I could never have prepared two blot today. So we're going to learn one blot tonight, Bar Hashem, and we'll we'll learn one blot tomorrow morning after the six twenty Shachris. Um, I imagine all the, the other Arabs that we'll have between now and the end of Sukkot will also do the same thing to if if need be. We'll see. Um, and uh, I understand. And uh, I, I can't do it. I don't think I could swing it during the year because I have a Friday morning carpool if I could switch that around. And I have a job. But, uh, it's so hard to do a blot and a half on a work day. Yeah. I will tell Rabbi Howard. I'll let him know. No, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> no, no. It's too hard. It's too hard. I, I, I would die, it should be Dafiomi anyways. So anyways, all right. Uh, tonight's Dafyomi is sponsored by Hirsch Chin. Uh, as oh, yeah. that uh, you got a, a clean bill of health tonight, six years ago. Shem should bless you with many more years of health. Mm-hmm. Health, happiness, and parnasa. Let's get started two-thirds of the way down. We learned in our mission of let's say that the only fresh water that a person had to drink was inside this cup, but something fell into the water Hey, we just, we've been learning for four seconds. Something fell into the water and now the water became tummy. So here's what, what uh, the method is. So you take this cup of water with kosher water in it, with, t- with tummy water in it, and you submerge it in other water. And then once there's nishika, once the, the tahor water touches the, not the tummy water from the mikvah, from the, from the flowing water, then the water inside becomes tahor. So that was what the Mishnah was talking about. So it says the Gemara, two thirds of the way down, v'shav and shemashkin esamayim v'kli evan. But, it, but however, the Mishnah then said, um, but it's not true with matbilin. My avalo matbilin. What did the Mishnah mean when it said that, yes, we allow for hashaka, but no, we don't allow for, uh, for matbilin. So Amar Shmuel, ain matbilin, uh, says the lost place here, ain matbilin esakli al gav meimav letaro biyomto. Says the Gemara, we were concerned about something else. So let's say again, this is my kli with tame water in it. And I know that I have my method to make the water inside tahor by submerging the whole thing into a larger body of water that's tahor. And when the water from the outside touches the water from the inside, it's kosher. But I decide I'm also going to put the spoon in here to also be matar extra kli. So that's what Shmuel says in the Gemara is not allowed. That's what Shmuel says that ain matbilin as a kli al gav of letaro biyomtov. You can't add an extra kli in when you're doing hashaka. Oh, so then says the Gemara's fellows, Moni Masnisen, who is the author of our Mishnah? Lo Rabbanon, Lo Rebbe, Lo Rabbanon. It is neither of these two Tanoim, Rebbe and the Rabbanon. Why not? Because what we're dealing with is two features. We're dealing with Hashaka, which is this form of making water inside of a vessel, Tahor. And we're dealing with Tvila, which is being Tovel Kalim along with that process of Hashaka. The problem is that this Brisa, each of the Shitas in this Brisa, don't align with our Mishnah. The Tanya, 10 lines from the bottom on Yudchesim Abbas. In Matbilan Sakeli. Al gav of letaro. That is correct. That's what our Mishnah says. But the ein mashikin es hamayim, and also you can't do hashaka but kliyavon letaro and divi rebbe. So rebbe doesn't fit with our Mishnah because rebbe doesn't agree with hashaka, but our Mishnah does. Vachachamim omrim matbilin kli al gav of letaro. He doesn't agree with our Mishnah because he said that the hatbala is fine, but he also does agree that umashikin es hamayim 
So each of them only in part hold like our Mishnah. So says the Gemara money. Which one would our Mishnah be like? E Rebbe, if you want to say that our Mishnah is like the Shita of Rebbe, Kashia Hashaka, our Mishnah says that Hashaka is mutter. And Rebbe Huda Nasi says Hashaka is not mutter. So that doesn't work. And E Rabbanon, three lines from the bottom, and Yud Ches Amid Beis. If we are to hold like the opinion of the Rabbanon, then Kasha Hatvala, they disagree with the Hatvala. They say you can add uh, a, an item to be tobled on top of the Hashaka process. So the Gemara says, that's not a good question. We could work out all of these shitas to fit with our Mishnah. I could make our Mishnah and the Brisa work together within the world of Rebbe, and I could make our Mishnah and this Brisa work together according to the Rabbanon. How could it be that I would work out um, how could it how could it be that according to Rebbe I could work everything out? So it's very simple. The brisa that we just learned over here, Resha the brisa Tov, The beginning of the brisa agrees uh, with uh, with what it, with, with our Mishnah because he says you're not allowed to do hatbala. But Viseifa, when he says that you can't do hashaka, that's talking about Shabbos. The kulamas nisan Tov, and our Mishnah is all talking about Yom Tov. Therefore, our brisa aligns perfectly fine with our Mishnah within the camp of Rebbe. And at the very top of your testament. I could also say that our Mishnah aligns with the Brisa within the camp of the Rabbanon. How so? Because our whole Mishnah was talking about Shabbos. It wasn't talking about Yom Tov. And the Brisa is talking about Yom Tov, so they don't have to align. They don't have to be perfect because they're talking about different halachic sugyas. The kids are Nimrats. We had just learned a halacha in our Mishnah that on Yom Tov, two things were true. We learned that you're allowed to do hashaka, this process of ensuring that a liquid inside uh, a vessel that was tummy can become tahor by submerging it in other waters. And we also learned that you cannot add a kli. And we're saying that's a din by yontif. And that is true both according to Rebbe and the Rabbah. And that brings us to the second line of your testament, Aleph, right after the two dots. Tana Rabban and the rabbis taught us, if there is a vessel that became impure just before Yantif started, you're not allowed to do any tvila during Benashmashos. What's the habamina to do tvila during Benashmashos? It's already Pashkia because it's a dinder abanon and it's Benashmashos and there's a tzorach of the day. So maybe we could be mitzarev. That's what poskim refer to when you, when you combine a bunch of factors together. If you ever talk to a, a, a posek in learning, you'll say, like, is there a tzeruf? Can we add things together to get to the level of Kula? It's Bein HaShmashos, we're only dealing with Nisr Derabanan, there's Tzorech HaChag. This is what you'll sometimes see by Amir La'akum. It's for the sake of something Chashuv, it's only Din Derabanan. That's, uh, that, uh, that's what we would be doing here. So here we see that it should be allowed during Bein HaShmashos. But the Tanakhama says it's not allowed during Bein HaShmashos. Reb Shimon Shizuri Omer, Forget about Benashmashos. Even during the week, you can't do Benashmash. You, you can't be tovel during Benashmashos. Now, we have a practical problem in our mikvos is that our uh, Kalim mikvah here, the one on Tui, is attached to the mikvah that women go to. So, Pasha, you can't be anywhere in the vicinity. That's not appropriate to be there on a, to, to be tovel anything during, during Benashmashos. That's not right. Women are already uh, arriving. And as we know in halacha, one is allowed to lie just blatant lies. Uh, if somebody says where, to a woman, where you're going, and she's planning to go to the mikvah that night, I'm going to Target, I'm going to the best store, I'm going where she can just straight up lie, like not even, no pretending, you just lie, no problem at all. Obviously, that's a huge lack of tznias. As my Rebbe said when we were in Smicha, he said, there's no lack of tznias on knowing that a woman is a nida. 
Okay, it's not necessarily something you scream from the rooftops, but to know that a woman is going to the mikvah is a huge lack of tzinas. It's totally, totally inappropriate. So anyways, it's not, not practical by us. But anyways, the way that it's playing out here is that uh, Rav Shimon Shazuri takes a very, very hard line. You can't take a, a kli into the mikvah during Ben Hashemoshos ever. Forget about Yontif. Why? Says the Gemara, fourth line, Yud Tesamad Aleph, oh, because when you have a kli that's tummy. The, what you need to do is two things. Yes, it needs to go to the mikvah, but after it goes to the mikvah, the sun has to set. It's called hair of Shemesh. And then the Kli, it needs both requirements. It has to go to the mikvah. The Kli has to be in the mikvah, submerged, and then the sun has to set. So says the Gemara, that's great for Rav Shimon Shazuri. The Tanakama, lo boy, hair of Shemesh. Doesn't the Tanakama agree that had it been that a Kli was tame, doesn't he agree that at the end of the day, we still need Harav Shemesh. So says the Gemara, Amar Rava. Rava says, I walked into the base Medrash and a group of Talmidei Chachamim were sitting and talking about this sugya. And here's what they were saying about this uh, machlokas between the Tanakama and Rav Shimon Shizuri in this price at the top of the Amud. The machlokas was whether or not we could get a glimpse into his thinking based on his actions. Let's see what the Gemara says here. Eighth line. What's the case that our Bryce is talking about when a Kli became Tami on Erev Yom Tov? It's 10 minutes before Shkia. You see a Yid running down the street with a Kli. Okay, he's running toward the mikvah. Says the Gemara, we take out the words Ben Hashemoshos, and he's uh, he's uh, He's going to run to the mikvah. Mar Savar, according to one of the shitas in the Brisa that we just saw, by virtue of the fact that I see he's running with the kli in the street, what do I know? That that Jew knows that I have to get this to the mikvah before the sun sets. Because the, I need both conditions to make the Kli viable and usable for Yantip. It has to first go to the mikvah, and then the son has to say he's running through the streets holding a chalan pot. So we know, this is one approach, we know what's going on in his head. We know that's why he's running. Umar Savar, but another sheet that says, no, he's running because he's late, he's just busy. We don't know what he's thinking. We have no idea if he knows the halachos of Herav Shemesh. And these are the shitas that are reflected in the, in the Bryce at the top of the page. That according to the Tanakhama, who says you are not allowed to be tovel during Bein Hashemashos, we don't know that this guy know, knows anything about Herav Shemesh. And according to Shimon Shizuri, uh, he, may, he, he probably does know about Herav Shemesh because Rav Shimon Shizuri says that people do know about it. Yes? What, is there any significance that he uses the word Herav Shemesh instead of Shkiyasafama? Herav Shemesh is, is the phrase that's used for both people and for items that require uh, tahara, that it's called her of shemesh in the Gemara throughout Shas and Masechus Yuma. We saw this, I'm sure, in Shabbos. I'm sure, I'm sure, in every Masechta, probably, maybe not Shkalim, but uh, maybe even Shkalim. I don't know. That was also about the base of Mikdash. That's just the it's just the phrase that's used to reference the her of shemesh, the sun setting, which then brings about the the actual final part of the tahara. Now, this was the approach that they said in the base Medrash, but Rava didn't agree with with them. The first of the very long lines on Yud Testament Island. The Amina Luhu Anna, Rava said, I said to them, I disagree with you. Everyone agrees. If you see the Jew running down the street holding a chalan pot 10 minutes before Shkia and he's running to the mikvah, of course he knows about the halach of Harab Shemesh. Otherwise, why is he running? What, what's the problem? He obviously knows the din. Kipligi, what is the machlokas between the Tanakhaman of Shem and Shazuri? Kigon de itme be pachos micha adasha where the utensil that he's dealing with became 
quote unquote, tame with less than the lentil size of a sheretz. Now, we know, because we've learned this before, that that's not enough to generate tuma. But the guy who owned this kli did not know the halacha. So it says the Gemara as follows. Marsavar gamir by virtue of the fact that he doesn't know that an adasha, less than an adasha, is not enough to generate tuma, we would also then assume that her, assume that Herif Shemesh Nami Logamir, that he also is not holding in regards to the halachos of Herif Shemesh. Marsavar and the other sheets in the Brisa holds Hahu de Logamir. We only assume that he doesn't know the halacha of. Um, which halacha about Bechei Adasha, but Hoher of Shemesh, that Gamir, that he does. So that's the Machlok, is two different versions, those who were in the base Medrash and Rabbah who argued against them. And that brings us to the last two dots, three lines before the new Mishnah, two-thirds of the way down. On your Testament, Aleph says the Gemara, Matbilan Ligav Ligav. If you would uh, just look back quickly at the Mishnah at the bottom of Yudzayin and Mabez, you'll see these lines which were enigmatic. We had no idea what they were talking about at the time. The last line of the Mishnah on Yudzayin Yud Amidbeis says, but we didn't give much explanation to it. Even Rashi says, and that is happening right now, Yud Testament Aleph, right before the new Mishnah. So what does it mean, Migav Lagav? Tanu Rabbonah. Kate said, Migav Lagav. What does our Mishnah on Yudzayinam and Beis mean when it says, Migav Lagav, says the Gemara. Harotzela asos Gito, a person toveled, and they made kosher all of their utensils for a Gito, for a wine press. And then, uh, Al-Gav Kado, the Kado Al-Gav Gito. Now he wants to switch to a Kad, to an oil press, or he made it for his oil press, and now he wants to switch them back to a wine press. He technically doesn't need to take them to the mikvah, but if he wants to, Ose. That's what the Mishnah says. And why, why is that allowed? Because he's not actually accomplishing anything. He technically don't need to be brought to the mikvah. So you want to go be machmer and tovel something on you. Have a good time. Nobody, you're not doing anything that's halachic. And what's ketzai michabura lechabura? What does it mean that one is allowed to take something to the mikvah when changing chaburas? So says the Gemara, last line before the new Mishnah on Yutes. Says the Gemara, You got your fork, you got your steak knife, you're ready to eat the Korban Pesach and one Chabura, then you decide to change Chaburas. Here too, if you want to go tovel everything, Zaygezund. But you don't, it's not a requirement, it's a Chumrah on your part. That's allowed, no problem. That's what our Mishnah was saying when we allowed Migav Lagav and Michabura Lechabura. That brings us to a new Mishnah, a little bit of a challenging Mishnah in Gemara, uh, but we will uh, certainly get through it. Says the Mishnah halfway down on your test, but Aleph, one is allowed to bring a korban shlamim. However, we are not allowed to do smicha. Let's first finish his uh, shita, avalo olos, but you are not allowed to bring korbanos that are olos. We need to see a couple of rashis here. What's vein somchen We know that smicha is one of the first machlokos we've ever had in Jewish literature. This machlokos is beshama this is it. This is it right, right, correct. This is the first machlokas, our first lack of clarity with, uh, with, uh, with Sanhedrin. This is the first big machlokas that we had, was whether or not we do smicha an yontif. What does Rashi say in regards to shitas beishamai vein som So take a look at Rashi, four-fifths of the way down, right in the, in the new Mishnah there, about six, seven lines into the wide lines. Dibur hamaschel vein som Rashi says, she smicha asura mishum shvus. There's an Isser de Rabbanan to do smicha. Why is there an Isser de Rabbanan to do smicha? To put all of your weight on the animal? 
He'd take his hands, put it on the head of the animal, and he'd lean down and really just bear down, put all of his weight on the animal. So says Rashi, You're not allowed to use animals. These are, this touches on some of the Shilas. A lot of Shilas have come up. A lot of Shilas have been asked by Robinson. How do people uh, take care of dogs on Shabbos, take care of other animals that they own? These are all Shilas that come from this din about being Mishamish, uh, about utilizing or even putting your weight down on Baal what? It's not carrying. There's just an iser de rabbanon of, uh, of, of tashmish with of using an animal on on. Uh, and let's just finish up the Rashi. It's not ein rochven al gabe That's a sampling of that. You can't ride an animal. So there are shilas and poskim about how to navigate that in halacha. Rav Rav I think Rav Yashiv had a famous all de rabbanon. Alderabanan, correct. The only Doraisa would be if you had an animal working your fields on Shabbos. That's a Pasuk and Chumash. That's not allowed. But uh, to, uh, all of the other areas of involvement with animals on Shabbos, to my knowledge, by and large, would be Dirabana. However, the Mishnah says in regards to Beishamai that you're not allowed to that you're allowed to bring a shlamim just without smicha, avalo olos, but you're not allowed to bring a korban ola. What does that mean? You're not allowed to bring a, a korban ola. What about the korban tamid? So take a look at Rashi, the Rashi right below where we are, Dibraham Maschil, Avalo Olos, Ain Olos, any korban ola that is a korban sibor and zman kavua that can be brought and that's not what Beishamai is talking about. Beishamai was only talking about aval olas yachilo yavi He felt that when it came to a personal korban ola that you chose to bring a neder and a dava, whatever it was, that you're not allowed to do that because if you did that then you would be bringing an animal that you're not allowed to benefit from. Uksiv, the Pasuk writes at the end of this Rashi, that when we do shechita for personal korbanos, it has to be one that you can eat from. That's shechita's beishama in the Mishnah. And the Mishnah continues, second line of the Mishnah, halfway down your testament, Aleph, but Vesil Omrim, Mevian Shlamim, Mevian Shlamim, Veolos, Vesomchen, Aleim. So he disagrees with him on both counts. You can bring an Ola, and we also agree that you can do smicha. The Gemara opens with the statement of Ula. Ula tries to give a frame for what the, this machlokas between Beishamai and Beishel is about. Amar Ula, machlokas b'shal nechagiga lismoch. The machlokas is about uh, animals that are brought as a shal nechagiga, a, a shlamim that's brought to be eaten. It's a korban chagiga. And the smicha on that animal. The olas re'iyah likarev. And the olas re'iyah, which was a separate requirement, not really, it's tied to the day, but it's not a chiyuv on the, it's not a chiyuv of the tzibor, it's not like a korban tamid, it's a korban that you have to bring because of the fact that you're doing aliyah um, l'regel. That the Pasuk writes, we should celebrate chag l'ashem, chagiga in, olas re'iyah it has to be in the category of chagiga, and the ola is not in the category of chagiga. So he'll say that the korban chagiga is allowed, the shanah chagiga is allowed, but the olas re'iyah is not. You can bring it beforehand or after. Yeah, you can bring it during Cholamot. That's fine. You just can't bring it on Yontem. The Pasuk says, the same Pasuk, He says to Beishamai, look at the Pasuk, it says, Anything that is for the for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And because this Korban is also for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's an Olas Re'iyah, you're still allowed to bring it even on Yontem. And this is an important line because this will carry the next Amud of Gemara. Aval says the Gemara in the Dharam and the Davos, and we will see here, this is a big machlokas in the Tanoim, that um, Ula 
Ula's understanding of Beis Shammai Beis Hillel concludes that when it comes to Nedarim and Nedavos, that they are not allowed to be brought on Yom Tov, Divrei HaKol, Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel. Even Beis Hillel, who wants to be lenient, even he wants to be lenient, he won't be lenient when it comes to this. When it comes to Nedarim and Nedavos, that is considered not allowed. And in fact, he has some support. Uh, Ula has some support. But the Gemara is bothered by this because two-thirds of the way down, the Gemara says, Ula's understanding of Beishamai Beishillel, which concludes that your voluntary korbanos are not allowed to be brought, that's not everyone's opinion. Meisve, we have a brisa. Amar of Shimon ben Elazar, lo nechleku Beishamai Beishillel ole, She'ein shel yom tov, she'ein akreva b'yom tov. If you have a, let's say, an, an olas yachid that you wanted to bring, everyone agrees that that cannot be brought, different than our Mishnah. Ve'al shlamim she'ein shel yom tov, she'kreven b'yom tov. And then a shlamim, everyone agrees that that can be brought. Alma nechleku, what is their machlokas about? So this is where we're going to see uh, a difference between the shita of Ula and the shita of this brisa. So alma nechleku, nine lines from the bottom, you testament aleph. Al ola shehi shel yom tov, al shlamim she'enin shel yom tov. If you have an ola that's on yom tov and a shlamim that's not on yom tov, shebeishamay omrim lo yavi, beisil omrim yavi. Beisil says if you have a shlamim that's not related to yom tov, you can still bring it. That's code word for the darman the davos can be brought on Yom Tov. Now, Ula's understanding of Beis Hillel is that Nadarim and Adavos cannot be brought on Yom Tov. But this Brisa very clearly stipulates that if you have a Korban Shlamim that's not Shaykh to Yom Tov, you made a commitment, Hashem, I'm going to bring you a Shlamim if scenario X happens. Fine. But, but then this Brisa means that Beis Hillel holds that you're allowed to bring voluntary Korbanos. That's that, that's a big problem for Ula, because Ula's whole understanding of our Mishnah is that Beis Hillel, even Beis Hillel was of the opinion that the Dharma and the Devils cannot be brought. So how do we deal with this problem? The Gemara says, I can come up with an answer for you. And what we're going to do in short is reword this new brisa that we used as a question against Beis Hillel. Here's what I would tell you. How do we reread that brisa? Amar Shem ben Elazar. We're going we're gonna to narrow the scope of the machlokas so that the conclusion is not like we had before. So what does the Gemara say? On both, an ola and a shlamim, she'en and shal yom tov, she'en kreven yom tov. We change Beis Hillel's opinion to say that even he agrees that by a shlamim, that's not uh, specific to yom tov, that it cannot be brought. And also, ve'al shlamim, she'en shal yom tov, she'en yom tov. And Beis Hillel would agree about a shlamim that's shayach to yom tov, the shalmei chagiga, they can be brought. Al ma'nechleku, only on one thing, al ola, she'en shal yom tov, she'en in other words, we restructure the Mishnah. We thought this Mishnah was teaching us, this Brisa was teaching us Akasha and Ula. Ula had said that voluntary korbanos cannot be brought on Yom Tov. But then we saw this Brisa that says it can. Says the Gemara, don't worry, I'm going to rewire the Brisa. So says the Gemara, that's ridiculous. Rav Yosef, Amar, Tanoi, Shaklis, Me'alma. You're just making up a Tana out of nowhere. You're just going to rewrite this Brisa? What is it? Oh, that's a lot of poetic license just to rewrite a brisa. Take a look at Rashi. Very, very important Rashi in understanding this question here. Second to the last line, There's no Tana in the world, who holds like Ula to say that, um, to say that Beis Hillel um, agrees that you are allowed to bring 
that you are not allowed to bring a voluntary korbanos, of course we are able to do that. This gets into a, an academic integrity, Shiloh, when it comes to Mishnahis and Brysos. How much latitude do Amoraim and Tanaim have to reinterpret and to reword a Brysa? We do this all the time. No, listen to X instead of Y. What, what, how does that work? They just get to decide whenever they want? No, it doesn't work that way. And what, what Rav Yosef is highlighting here is he's pushing back on this kind of this freedom of changing text. You can't just change a brysa. There has to be something very pressing that forces you to change a brysa. And in this case, says Rav Yosef, you missed the obvious. We have an open brysa that shows us that we have a clear machlokas in the Tanaim about whether or not voluntary kobanos can be brought, but you had no need and you had no right to reword this brysa. That's what Rav Yosef is bothered by. Tanoi shaklas me'alma, you just started to rewrite this brysa however you wanted. You don't even need to do that. Tanoihi. Whether or not you're allowed to bring a korban, a voluntary korban on Yontov is subject to a general machlokas in the Tanaim. How do we know this? Titania, the Brysa writes three lines from the bottom of New Testament. Mm-hmm. If you have a korban shlomim that you'd like to bring on Yom Tov and it is inherent to the Yom Tov, you do the smicha before Yom Tov. We know why Beishamai says you can't do smicha on Yom Tov. He said that it was also, it's an Esther de Rabbanon. So fine, do it Erev Yom Tov, Yom Tov. But and the smicha can be done even on Yom Tov. And now here's the line that Rav Yosef was really pushing for. But when it comes to Nedarim and Nedavos, we see a brisa right here on the top of your testament base that's exactly like the sheet of Ula. You wanted to try and reinterpret, reword that brisa that we had on the bottom of your testament, Aleph? Absolutely not. We already have other valid brysos where we don't have to change the lingo in order to make it fit or not fit with Ula. You've taken it too far. And the academic integrity of brysos is critical. They're not in a book anywhere. The brysos that we have, they're scattered throughout Shas. We learn them just like we did right now. And Rav Yosef, again, this is a subtext. You want to change the brysa? You're not allowed. Because you missed the obvious. There's a Brysa that already says exactly what you want to say. And the Gemara at the top of your Testament Aleph with the end of that first line concludes that in fact, that Ula really does have a source in the Tanaim to support his Shita. And therefore, we have a general Machlokas in the Tanaim. According to some of the Tanaim, it is perfectly permissible to bring a voluntary korban that is not Ula. That's the other approach. And uh, according to Ula, that is not allowed. And each of them are rooted in the Tanaim. So it's a machlokas Tanaim that carries over into the Amoraim with no rewriting of the Brises. Says the Gemara on the top of your Testament, base second line, Vahani Tanoi ki Hani Tanoi. And this machlokas is reflected in the following shitas. The Tanya, the Brysa writes, we're going to see three shitas in this Brysa and then analyze all three shitas in this Brysa and then we're going to stop. This will take us down to the fourth line before the end of the page. Says the Gemara, what does the Brysa say? The Tanya, the Korban Toda was 40 loaves of bread, 10 of which were chametz, and says the Gemara that, um, that you're not allowed to do that because you're not allowed to have chametz on, on Pesach. That should be obvious. That's halacha number one of Shita number one. You also can't bring a Korban Toda on Yom Tov. 
that's uh, why we don't say Mizmor Lesoda as we go into those holidays, because you're not allowed, because you're not allowed to bring a Korban Toda on those days. That's where these halachos come from. You look in the art scroll sitter, it says there, you're not allowed to say it every Pesach. You're not allowed. Why don't we say it every Pesach? Because it's Chomet. So you're not allowed to say it. Why don't we say it on Shavuos? Because you're not allowed to bring the Korban on Yantif, because there's no reason to bring it on Yantif. It doesn't apply. So it says, But one is allowed to bring it on circus. We'll analyze this in a couple minutes. That's Shita number one with its three parts. Shita number two, The Pasuk says all three of the all three of the holidays in one breath. And therefore, any korban that is allowed to be brought on Chagamatzos, on Pesach, that will also be brought on the other holidays. Bechol Shaloba Bechagamatzos, anything that cannot be brought on Chagamatzos, i.e., the Korban Toda, Einoba Bechagashuos Bechagasukos. So here we have a machlokas in the Tanakama and Rib Shimon that the Tanakama allows this to be brought on Sukkis, but Rib Shimon says, no, no, our archetype is always going to be, it's always going to be Pesach. And because we have a limiting factor by the Korban Toda and Pesach, which is that it's Chametz, it can't be brought on any of the, the, the Gimel Regalim. Now, Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon Omer, maybe Adam Todas Bechag Asukos, Mishum Simcha, Mishum Chagiga. You're allowed to bring it even on Sukkot. That sounds very similar to the Tanakhama. We'll get back to this question momentarily. Uh, you are Yotze, uh, the mitzvah of Simcha, right? You're able to benefit from that in regards to this, to your mitzvah, the rice of Simcha. But bringing a korban toda does not count as your korban chagiga. That has to be a different animal altogether. These are the three shitas. Let's analyze them. We're a quarter of the way down on your testament base. Says the Gemara, Omar Mar. We had said in the beginning of this b'risa at the top of your testament base that the Tanakhama was of the opinion that you're not allowed to bring the Korban Toda, you're not allowed to bring the Korban Toda on Pesach because Chametz is a major component. Says Gemara, this is like literally the ABCs of Passover. You could be the most uh, unknowledgeable Jew in the world. You know you can't eat bread. You might still eat it, but you know you can't eat bread on Passover. It's like so obvious. So it says Gemara, Pshita, come on, like give us a little bit of credit. And answers the Gemara, Amar Rav Ada Bridge of Yitzchak. No, you missed it. Oh, we're talking about the morning before the Isra Chametz kicks in. Can I bring the Korban Toda then? Says the Gemara, even though the Isra Chametz has yet to kick in, we still don't allow it. Why not? Because the reason why is because if you bring the Korban Toda, it won't reach its expiration date on its own. Why? Because the Isra Chametz will start in a couple hours. And because the Isra Chametz will start by, let's say, middle of the day on the 14th of Nisan, you cannot bring the Korban Toda that morning. Of course, you can't bring it on Pesach, obviously. That's not what the Gemara meant. The Gemara was saying you can't bring it on the morning of the 14th before the Zman Isra Chametz because we, it will become Usr on its, without its regular expiration date of Nosar. It'll become Usr simply because the clock expired on Chametz being Mutter. What did the Tanakama mean when he said, Why? Oh, this is where we come back to our Mishnah a little bit. Because he held like the Shita of Ula, that you are not allowed, it's backwards in time. Ula held like this Shita, that you're not allowed to bring voluntary Korbanos and Yom Tov. According to this Shita, the Tanakama said, you're allowed to bring the Korban Toda on Sukkis. Why? 
That doesn't make sense. Amos, when is this? If you want to say that the Korban Tod is being brought, you just said that by Shavuos you can't bring it because it's Anyon Dev Mamish. It must be that on Sukkot the Korban Toda is brought during Cholamoid. It's just not brought on Yantif itself. And the second sheet of the Mishnah that we had seen of the Bryce at the top of the page, we had said, the Pasuk seems to, to lump all three of them together. And therefore, any Korban that's brought on Chagamatzos, we're looking at the model of uh, Pesach. Whatever can happen there can happen by the others. The Korban Toda, which cannot be brought on Chagamatzos uh, because of its Chametz, Hold on one second. You're saying you can't bring the Korban Toda on, on Sukkis. Hashta, salute misaltina. You're allowed to break wood and throw it into the fire. But come on, that's ridiculous. So it says the Gemara, everyone agrees that you can bring the Korbanos of Nadarim and Nadavos. Namely, this is the shita that voluntary korbanos can be brought on Yom Tov. So we see the two machlokos, the two shitas that we saw earlier on the previous Samud, we see them playing out in this brisa. That's why on the second line of this page, it said, Vahani tanoi ki hani tanoi, that we saw two shitas in the Tanaim, whether or not one is allowed to bring voluntary korbanos, and we're seeing them play out here. So it says the Gemara, Amar Abai, two-thirds of the way down, Everyone agrees you can bring the korbanos. Let's say that a person brought upon themselves a chiyuv to bring a korban, a voluntary requirement. So says the Gemara, if you don't bring it by a certain time, you will have violated the Isra of Baal Ta'acher. You missed your window of bringing the korban, right? So uh, my, uh, my driver's, my, my uh, license sticker, I forgot to get it. I got ticketed like two or three times. Did you know this? I didn't even know this. After a certain point in the year, you cannot go to the DMV to get your sticker. I mean, you can't go to the, to the currency exchange to get your sticker. Then they force you to go to the DMV. You've lost your opportunity. Literally, so says the Gemara, let's say that you take upon yourself a voluntary korban. So then you might violate the Isra of Baal Te'acher. Well, what's the machlokas? Tanakama Savar Shalash Rugalam Amarachman. How, what is your window of time to bring a voluntary korban? It's all three Rugalam, Afilu Shilo Kisidran, even if they are not in order. Normally, the order is Nisan is, uh, is the first of the Jewish year, uh, not from a Rosh Hashanah perspective, but from Korbanos it is. So there we would say Pesach is first. What? Right, exactly. Right. It's exactly as the Pasuk lists them. But here the Tanakhama doesn't look at it that way. He says any three regalim, uh, that, that will work just fine for you to, that's your expiration date. So let's say Shavuos is not the first right? That Shavuos is the second one. But let's say two days before Shavuos, a person says, Hare Alai, I'm going to accept upon myself to bring a Korban X. So then the Gemara says, Shavuos, Sukkot, Pesach, is Mr. Daraisa. You were Mavatal, you were Mavatal, your mitzvah to bring this Korban. Rib Shimon Savar, this is the Machlokas in Abraisa, Kisidran in Shalok Kisidran. Oh, this is beautiful. He says, you may have up to five of the Shalash Regalim, because let's say right after Pesach, you say, oh, I'm going to bring a voluntary Korban. So great, but we don't start to count until Pesach. So you can go through Shavuos and you can go through Sukkot. And Pesach is number one. And then, uh, sh- uh, and then Shavuos is number two. You have up until that next Sukkot, you have up to, but not including the fifth of the Regalim. So he says, that's how we would define Lo Ta'acher. Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon Omer, what's the third Shita? Maybe Adam Todasa Sukkos. He says, you bring the Korban on Chagas Sukkos. Amos, when is this brought? 
says the Gemara, if you want to say that one is allowed to bring the um, the korban toda on chola moed, well, then that's the same sheet as the Tanakama. That's, we saw that already. Hainu Tanakama. And therefore, says the Gemara, it can't be alba yom tov. It must be the Rebbe Lazar, Bereb Shimon's of the opinion that you can bring this korban on yom tov because sovereign Adar and Adar is craving the yom tov. And he holds uh, against Ula and that class of Tanaim. He says that you are allowed to bring voluntary korbanos. Why is it that the Pasuk spoke? Why is it that the Pasuk that was already talking about Sukkis, why did it list Sukkis again? We were already talking about Sukkis. That's what the whole Parsha was about. And then we listed Sukkis again, says the Gemara. Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon, the Tanya. What does the Brisa say? Rebbe Shimon, Omer, Lo Yomar Daber. The Pasuk was already talking about Sukkis. Why, Lama Namar, why did you bother saying Chagasukos? We're already talking about it. Just talk about the other two regalim. Says the Gemara, Lomar Shezeh Acharon, to teach you that this is the last one. The last one, what, what does that mean? It means that the order is Pesach Shavuot Sukkot. The Sukkot is the last one. And that's why the Pasuk and Chumash listed it even seemingly unnecessarily. Five lines from the bottom. And with this, we're going to conclude. Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon, Omer, Lomar Shezeh that this is the one that causes the problem. Wow, what does that mean? So take a look at Rashi, Shazia Gorim, three lines from the bottom. Dibura Maschal Shazia Gorim at the end of the line. As Balte Acher, Shafilu Nodar Lifne Hachag, Kevan Shavar Lag Chaga Sukos over. This is the most uh, strict Shita of all. That if a person makes a commitment to bring a korban, they don't have Shalosh Regalim for the Isra Balte Acher. They have up to the upcoming Regal, whatever it is. So now there's three Shitas. One of them says you have uh, the any three regalim in any order. The other said, which means you have three, right? Up to three. The second sheet that says only in order, which means you can have them in theory up to five. And this last sheet is the most extreme, Zehagorim, that the reason why the Pasuk um, spoke about Chagasukos and explicated that unnecessarily was to teach us that the Isra Balta Acher can apply even even with only the one and upcoming holiday that is upon us. We'll stop right here and pick up after Shachras tomorrow. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah.